Hi friends, Ian McFadden here, one of the pastors at St. Mo's in the heart of Baltimore. We're doing this little podcast every day with St. Mo's as part of an effort to keep us connected to one another and importantly, rooted in Christ during this global pandemic. It's a real treat today to have my friend Doyle Dunn as a guest podcaster. Doyle had a wonderful long ministry as a chaplain in the U.S. Navy, and we are really blessed to have him as one of our in-house preachers here at St. Mo's. The next voice you hear will be that of Doyle Dunn. Hello, friends. I hope you're well. Days of uncertainty like we're going through with coronavirus uh, clearly challenge our faith. There's a near constant stream of questions about how we should live and act now. When we face unexpected difficulty, it's good to turn to the prophets of the Old Testament. Those prophets often spoke to God on behalf of their people. They lamented. They complained. They expressed their fears and sorrow and grief. They bared their souls with their questions. And to their benefit and ours, they heard God answer. One of those Old Testament prophets, Habakkuk, saw a dangerous development creeping slowly toward his people. It wasn't a disease or a virus. It was the army of Babylon moving across the land, invading their cities, destroying people and animals, and leaving the inhabitants crushed. All their news reports told them the armies were coming and there was little, if anything, they could do to stop them. God spoke to Habakkuk, the Old Testament prophet, and in chapter 2, verses 4, affirmed that the righteous will live by their faithfulness to God. What does that sort of faithfulness look like? Pastor Ian frequently uses an unusual phrase during our worship together. He talks about leaning the weight of your life on Jesus. That may be familiar to you, but I've never heard that phrase before. Not anywhere. <laughs> One Sunday, I managed to catch Ian and ask, ask him where that phrase came from. He pointed me to a 19th century missionary named John G. Payton. So I did a bit of research on John Payton. His story may be familiar to you, but it was entirely new to me, and it is an amazing story of faithfulness. Here's the short version. John left Great Britain, moved with his wife to the South Hebrides Islands in the South Pacific to share the good news about Jesus. It was a dangerous move. You know, it required adjusting to a very primitive lifestyle and an entirely different language. Several times, John and his wife caught what they could only describe as a fever, which brought with the high temperature incredible pain. John, in fact, came very near death with his fever, but managed to recover. His wife also caught the fever shortly after she gave birth to their first son, and she wasn't as fortunate. She died while their newborn was just a few days old. And sadly, their son also died within a week. Still, in spite of his grief and anguish, John sensed that God had called him to go there and stay. 
So he continued his efforts to bring the good news of Jesus to those island tribes. Primitive living conditions weren't the only difficulty. Tribes in the South Hebrides, which are now called Vanuatu, were cannibals. The tribes were constantly at war with each other and demonstrated their power and dominance over others through killing and eating their enemy. <clears throat> they prided themselves on being treacherous and deceitful and dishonest. They, they highly esteemed betrayal. And this created, among other things, an enormous challenge for John to explain faith or trust in Jesus. I mean, they simply couldn't conceive of that. They had no word or phrase to describe faith or trust in a moral sense. John began searching for a way to communicate this concept. One day as he sat at his makeshift desk, he asked a native friend to translate for him. John said, in, in your tribal language, how do you say what I'm doing? And he sat back in his chair. He lifted his arms up and raised his feet completely off the floor. The friend said in his own language, you are leaning all the weight of your body on the chair. So John took that phrase and he used it as he taught the villagers about God. He explained in their language that they could find peace with God if they would lean all the weight of their lives on Jesus. The people understood it. And over time, many came to God through faith in Christ, through that message. Although it took years, they eventually completely abandoned cannibalism and dedicated themselves to God. It's an easy fit for me to understand what it means that the righteous will live by faithfulness to God. When I put it in the context of that phrase we know, we have leaned the weight of our lives on Jesus. After the Old Testament prophet Habakkuk lamented and challenged God, his book ends with him singing. And he directs that that song actually be accompanied by stringed instruments. And here's part of his song in the third chapter of the last three or three verses of the book. Even though the fig trees have no blossoms and there are no grapes on the vines, even though the olive crop fails and the fields lie empty and barren, even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle barns are empty, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes me as sure-footed as a deer, able to tread upon the heights. My prayer for us today is that we would use these hours to practice leaning the weight of our life on Jesus and that we would find joy and strength through him throughout this time. God bless you.